It's ESP. The Aaron Spencer Podcast, your home base away from Mother Base for the outdated references, political humdrum, social commentary, vintage and not-so-vintage nostalgia that you crave. Would you rather have a lifetime of regret or an afternoon of mild disappointment? And of course, that weeb-ish. So without further ado, just do it! Let's get this shoe puff luncheon. I figured it out, Jordan. We fixed it. I think we're good now. Jordan, we fixed it. I'm sorry, Jordan. Jordan, I see you on you now. I had you on the wrong microphone. I'm so sorry. Noob. I'm so sorry. Noob. Uh, I don't Ooh. know. Well, now we figured it out. Now we can mute that can, one. Can bring that one down. Do so I need anyway, to redo my my roller derby spiel. Uh, just just pick up where you left off. Roller I, derby. Keep I hit people. I hit a lot of people. I hit people out of the track and I. Knock people down. And it was all legal awesome. and great, and it was so much fun. It was great just to get that all out. Um, like you said, Aaron, my name was Polly Trauma. That's not my real name. I'm Hannah. That would be awesome if it would be. I'm I'm doing a legal name change. You you should <laughs> you should consider it. Uh, I have introduced myself as Polly before without realizing it. Um, a lot of the people at the league will just call me Polly now. It suits you. It thank you. Yeah, Polly suits you. Hannah got, like, this, suits you. This little pinup thing going on. Yeah. Could you, uh, you do like. Some, you could do like Polly slash Hannah or something. So, so that we could, you could use either or. It could be like a hyphenated first name. You'd be a pioneer. So actually, yeah. I also need help with another AKA because starting next month in March, I'm starting burlesque dance. Ooh. And so I need an, a new alias. Tell us about that. So you're going to have three I aliases? I don't even know yet. There's not. I don't even know enough to tell you oh, yet. My voice cracked again. Once per podcast, I promise. <laughs> Just once. Just that's it. That that's was it. that was it. That's them all. That's her. So I don't even know. I don't even know what to tell you about that yet because I haven't even started. It's an intro class starting next month, and I'm really excited. And it'll be a big difference from roller derby. And that's it. Yeah. So well, I'll, like maybe it. I'll have to follow up and tell you how it goes. Definitely, definitely. Uh, let me know as soon as you figure out what your what your show burlesque show name is going to be. Exactly. That's what I, I'm going to need to take like a suggestion box or something. I don't even know yet. We'll have to see how it goes. But I'm really excited. It's going to be so much fun. Guess my mother bought this class for me. Like that was something interesting to open in front of the family on Christmas That's morning. They're like, right? what is it? And I'm like, it's... Oh, it's a burlesque class from my mom. It's Thanks, dancing mom. lessons. It's dancing lessons. Oh, what kind of dance? Ballroom. It's ballroom dance. How about Rosemary? <laughs> oh, maybe. Right? Yes. So Doctor Who's, Doctor Who's sweatshirt. Yeah. And then... Hannah, show off your Doctor Who earrings. I can try. I got my little my little TARDIS earrings over Incredible. here. Incredible. Yes, thank so you. We, uh, we talked about this last time. This is like the perfect, anyone that's done Media 101. So we have the UNOW stream right here, and this is more interactive. And this is why I love technology, because this is our interactive stream, and then we have the camera that we're not supposed to be looking at up there for our television. And when you actually see the finished product, we're going to have like, the angles are going to come down this way. But yeah, we're going to, I use Audacity, and I use VSTC for video to edit all this stuff. So I just feel bad, because I'm talking... At the viewers, hey guys, this is actually not a That's terrible side. But here you are over here. I, this is rude. Well, no, because because we can see each other though in the camera. This is the whole point of interactive. <laughs> it's kind of hard to describe. So like if you were sitting the way you were, yep, before, and just kind of occasionally looking at me, and then also occasionally glancing right to, so kind of like facing this direction, is the ideal. Okay, All right. I got this. I know it's we've got we've got a lot of stuff going on here. We've got like five different angles. So thank you, FRC Media, for letting us come in and do the ESP Aaron Spencer podcast. We thank love you. you and we appreciate it. And thank you, of course, again to our local sponsor who made this possible, Tara Baker. Thank you so much for being a supporter. She's also a roller derby girl. Really? Yeah. Do you know where she is? Tara Daxel. Oh, that's awesome. From the local roller derby one? I forget what the roller derby one's called. Yeah, I am um, Fairhaven. They're Fairhaven now. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, they. but uh, it's marred. Mass Attack roller derby. They're That's pretty right. cool too. They're yes, our sister yeah. league. So how does how does somebody get involved with, with roller derby? I know it's very appealing to a lot of women, especially especially women in the LGBT uh, community, myself oh, yeah. included. Guilty. Really? I'm I'm definitely interested. So how? Yes, we've got to get you in. How, but I, I don't know if I have One the of us. the vaginal fortitude to actually go through. <laughs> <laughs> so 
tell us how one how one would go about joining a local roller derby. Like, what are the requirements? Like, what sort of shape should they be in, etc. Well, before I stand up and model, um, the way you get into roller derby is you find a local league. You can Google them, Facebook them. A lot of them have Twitter or Instagram or whatever. All kinds of social media. Uh, local leagues are Cape Cod Roller Derby, uh, Mass Attack Roller Derby. There's a Boston Derby Dames, which are they're like internationally ranked. They're phenomenal. Um, leagues all over the state. And they have meet and greets, informational sessions every couple months or so. And then they would have a fresh meet program. So those fresh are... Meat. Fresh meat. I like that. Those are the skaters that are starting roller derby for the first time. And there is such a diverse array of skaters coming in. You've got the people that haven't skated since, like, the birthday parties when they were eight. You've got... Um, like me. <laughs> you've got people who Carousel are... Carousel skating in Fairhaven. Yes, absolutely. Who didn't? <laughs> you've got grandmas. You've got people who have backgrounds. Grandmas, in, really? I swear to God. Uh, Elderly roller derby? I love that. Yes. And you still get to hit them. You can't hold back. Oh. What are you going to do? Uh, hockey, speed skating, figure skating, rollerblading, or like I said, no background at all, where there are times that we have skaters who are really doing this for the first time and sometimes have like a shopping cart just for the first couple times. And then we take it away and say, all right, you've got this. Um, but for, over, ba- for balance. Yeah. Kind of like how kids oh, would cool. have like the milk crates. So training wheels. Yeah. Ro- but then we take roller it away. Derby training wheels. Okay. We don't let you get used to it because we want you to move forward and to get and better. Then get, and then you get your booty kicked. Yeah. <laughs> so Smash. you find a league, you get hooked up with a fresh meat training program. Uh, usually lasts for a couple months where you learn how to skate forwards and backwards and jump and hit and all the good things that you need to know how to play roller derby. And uh, then we don't ever let you leave. That's how it goes. We'll find you a home forever. The leagues are always... Once you start, you're locked in forever. Yeah, we got you. There's no escape. Um, the leagues are always really diverse. It's not just... That's um, one thing I have noticed. That's pretty. That's a really amazing selling point for me is how yeah. diverse all the women are. There is no set kind of roller derby girl. So you're asking what kind of you know body shape they're looking for. Trans women type. are welcome. Oh my God, yes. That much I know. Absolutely. Trans women are welcome. Uh, everyone's welcome. Honestly. Regardless, even if you don't want to skate, we find a home for you. We find non-skating official positions. We find all sorts of committees you can be a part of. Uh, we love marketing and advertising and everything. So doesn't matter if you know how to skate or not. And then as far as body types go, I am not a petite woman. So All shapes and sizes yeah. for roller derby? Yeah. So that's a go? All right. Yes. Tall, You small. heard it here officially. Tools, Come smalls. play roller derby. I'll be nice at first. Then I hit you. All sizes, all women. Please. Trans women, non-binary women, short women, tall women, etc. Everything in between. Yes. Do I have that right? Yes. 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 So we, we love them all. What was the allure for you for roller derby when you first got into it? What was it that, that drew you to roller derby? Like how, did, how did you personally find out about it? Like what's your, what's your personal story about how you got involved with, with CCRD and with roller derby in general? So that's a really good question. I actually had gastric bypass surgery um, in 2013. I was about 400 pounds. And then... You look incredible. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. No, I, 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 do, I told you that last time, but you look so good. Stop. Stop. You do. Um, so I was about 400 pounds, and I wanted to find an active sport that I was really... I could really connect with. And I don't even know where the idea came from. And I just one day sat down, and I Googled it, and I found... Uh, Boston Derby Dames at first and I started their training program and uh, ended up moving to Plymouth and from there found CCRD and kind of transferred in and they took me under their wing and uh, that's it's really so it just sort of like fell into place for you it it really did all the pieces just kind of fell into place I never had to actively go out there excuse me I never had the birth of polytrauma (laughs) it was meant to be the the Valkyries sang songs of your glory when I when I play polytrauma with a flash of lightning and oh, thunder. Oh, that's awesome! Right? When I play, um, I try, like to we confuse have sound the other team. Somewhere, but <laughs> I like to confuse the other team. So sometimes I, I go up to people and I go ka 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 but it's much oh, much louder. Oh, that's awesome! And I scare the crap out. <laughs> that of That is incredible. That's my secret. That's that's one of my secret moves. You guys don't tell anyone. To sort of catch them by catch them by surprise with your cawing just before the whistle blows, and then they're like, "What just happened?" Not then, to be confused boom. with the cawing from. The notebook. 
when she does that whole I'm a bird. I'm a bird. You're a bird. Yeah, and that that really weird scene. That's okay. That really weird scene in the notebook. But we're not. Oh, if you want to hear a really funny, really awesome review, like a like a slam review on the notebook, it's one of the best things I've ever read. Go to Jezebel. I know Jezebel is hot, cold. A lot of people have very strong opinions about Jezebel one way or another. But look up the Jezebel, the notebook review. Oh, my God. It is the funniest thing. I Literally the funniest thing I've ever read. It's like 10 pages, but it's the funniest thing I've ever read in my entire life. Quite, quite literally. I'm I don't read very much. So, yeah. I'm going to have to look that up later. So, oh, yeah. Take us through a basic roller derby bout. So I know that they're called bouts. So sure. how is the actual how is the actual game played? You just like I think the conception is you just roll around and smash the heck out of people. But I'm so glad you asked. Well, let me tell you. So take it away. So you got two teams. Each team has five skaters on the track for for a jam. Okay. Every I love these names. I know that's so much fun. I'm gonna try to keep this simple. I am. You the game is broken up into two halves, and then in each half, you every two minutes it's called a jam. Two minutes of gameplay. Up to two minutes of gameplay is called a jam. So what you do is you have ten people on the track during a jam. Five and five. Each, and five. Yep, five and five. Out of those five and five, you've got one jammer for each team and four blockers for each team. The jammer's job is to basically circle the pack, get in front of everyone, and every after the initial pass, after every set of hips she passes, she gets a point. And the blocker's job is to keep okay. the jammer from the opposing team from getting by them. So you see all those people. You see these jammers into place now. You see these jammers trying to get past all these blockers, and usually you see, for as far as body types, you see the jammers generally being smaller and agile and very yeah, lots of dexterity. Are there any other positions? Are there any other positions? There's blocker, there's jammer, and there's a pivot. And the pivot special because they can go from being a blocker to a jammer. You can pass. You guys are gonna love this. The way you tell who's what like, what your job is for the jam is you wear something on your helmet called a panty. So if you pass the panty, <laughs> the pivot can become the jammer. So we're going pretty far into it. But the point is t- for to be the team that scores the most points. The blockers try to keep the jammers from getting through, and the jammers try to get through. And that's it. It's an hour of gameplay all together. It's the best. How hard can you hit someone? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the question everybody's been dying to know. Any of the three people I, listening, uh, <laughs> or more. I, I can't really see the numbers over there on you now, and I'm not sure who's watching on, on Florida Community Media or who's listening. But let's just let's just go with three or four, <laughs> three or four to be to be optimistic. I, We're just starting out. <laughs> I uh, could be twenty. I don't know. I hope. Let's see. Can we see like all the people who are so. looking? I Some, don't know. Sometimes people ask questions, but the way that we have the camera position, it's like too far away, so we can't really. Uh, the answer to your question, Aaron, is pretty hard. <laughs> Uh, we are generally hard. We're we're generally bruised all the time. Like I don't know. Like as girls, we're always like, "Where did that bruise come from on my leg?" That is our oh, life. About yes, right. that is our life forever. Uh, we're constantly going. I have I've had wheel shaped uh, bruises on my butt. Um, when people you, like you'll fall on someone's skate. You could always make up some crazy stories for that too. Like you don't you don't have to be like, "Oh, it's roller derby." But why you would have, you like, have to? Why would you have to like? <laughs> I got I got beat up in roller derby. I think it's a pretty fun story. People ask like, questions. You can like psych them out with like a weird story and then be like, nah, it's roller derby. It's roller derby. It's fine. It's no big. D- I'm safe at home. Thank you. <clears throat> so that's um that's basically that's, the that's gameplay really for cool. that. We discussed this with our guests. We're a nonprofit, so we can't advise. We can't advise. We can't advertise ticket sales or anything Mm-mm. like that. But if you have social media mm-hmm. for. Cape Cod Roller Derby or a website that you can direct people to so they can check out Cape Cod Roller Derby if you want to promote the agency. You can do that. So if you want to give if you want to give a little plug, you can sure. do that right now. I'm going to give you the floor. If you wanted to follow to see what the league is doing, we're on Facebook as Cape Cod Roller Derby. Um, and also I think Instagram has a CCRD um, handle. Um, so I'm sorry for the ums. Be stay tuned so it's starting for lots soon. of posting. Oh yeah. Do you do uh, any type of strength training or so they have two practices a week. Uh, on top of that, sometimes they'll throw in some extra stuff. Um, we're really heavy on off-skates training. And now on Fridays, actually, they're doing a fitness skate currently for people who aren't interested in roller derby per se, but still want to play around and skate around and get a good workout. So we do a lot of skating. We do a lot of things off-skates. Um, as a league, we do 5Ks, and we have 
fitness plans that we just followed together as a group. Uh, we do focus on staying healthy on and off skates. We talk about good eating practices. It's really, I, I can't stress this enough, it is really good for everyone all around. It is not a body type kind of thing. It is not an athletic person kind of thing. Like I said, I am not a petite girl. This is an overall health sort of thing. And being part of a sisterhood and being part of accountability and people care. People care about how you're doing and not just because of your performance on the team, but because they care about you. And that's one of the really great things about roller derby is that even though you're hitting, <laughs> even though you're hitting people and throwing people across the track, uh, we really do all generally care about each other. So that's been a really, a really great thing about Derby. And I think you'll find that regardless of which league you decide to join or um, which league you decide to uh, be interested in, it's going to be a Derby-wide thing. And that's, that's really been great. So I think, I think exactly to what you just said, that the three biggest selling points, at least for me and for a lot of other people that I've talked to, the sisterhood aspect, mm -hmm. the fact that there's this family away from your family, or for some people, their, their main family. That there is this, the aspect of getting out aggression too, of smashing people, and then just uh, the fitness aspect too of just and getting out there and doing something. And we really foster a sense of community too. We're we're in parades all the time. We skate. This is going to be our fourth year in Carnival at P Town, our fourth year in a row. We love skating. At and Carnival. it's inclusive. That's that's the other big thing. If not actually, if not the biggest thing, the fact that it's all inclusive to all women. Non-binaries, non-binary cis women, trans women, anything in between, anything in all shapes and sizes. And and I'll top that. Not just inclusive to women. We also have men involved um, that are doing either refereeing or uh, off skates training or or security. Something for everybody. They're oh, come on down, guys. I'm serious. I feel like great. I feel like I might be a good pivot as a trans woman because I've got like a mix of length and normal mix of length and strength maybe. so you're you're tall i think that you would be great um even jamming though because you, you've got a you've got a lot of legs long sassy legs yes you guys can't see these these yams oh yeah there you go you're gonna have a lot of power in those legs if you if you start running on your toe stops they're not gonna be able to catch you maybe we should bring you in for uh Maybe, maybe. fresh meat training. I'm definitely, I'm definitely thinking about it more now that I hear more about it, more now than I was before. Yay! This is exciting. I wish I brought media in to show you. Um, I have, like, video of bouts, and I have some great pictures, and I, I wish I had thought about this ahead of time. I was so focused on, on nerd things. And oh, we're getting there, girl. <sighs> we're getting there. So that uh, <coughs> that leads us to our next topic. We're going to we'll we're gonna, we're gonna seg. We're going to segue into the next topic. That was smooth, right? Did that you like was, that? That was the... <laughs> that was kind of like <laughs> that was kind of like bludging an engine off with a hammer, but oh, that's, okay. But that's that's partially my fault. Transitions never go the way that you want them to, and when they don't, you just do this. You just talk and make fun of yourself, and just roll with it. Roll with it. Yeah. Roller derby. Roll with it. <coughs> Rolling with it. Or like square wheels on the ambulance. That's a good transition. You worked for Plymouth EMS. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Pl Square wheels on the ambulance. On the ambulance. So you are a paramedic like me. So nope. we have two female paramedics in the room right now. There's a lot of, lot of femme strength going on right now. <laughs> so tell us about what it's like to be a to be a cisgender woman, in EMS. Obviously, I've had a very unique experience being a paramedic. Yeah. Um, anyone that follows me on Tumblr knows I always post a lot of a lot of trans visibility. A lot of photos of myself in my uniform, a lot of photos in the ambulance bay, selfies, all that good stuff, just to let people know that I'm out there being visible and that any trans woman can do any job. So that being said, I'm sure that you've had also a unique set of experiences being a cisgender woman. Tell us about that, because with cisgender women, I think there's a, there's a lot more, you have to deal with a lot more men flirting with you, hitting on you, talking to you differently with trans women. Uh, with myself, I think people are either completely ignoring me or trying hard not to offend me or don't want to be perceived, unfortunately, or don't want to be perceived as, as, as gay if they, if they even flirt with me just a little bit. Nobody wants to be, you know, unfortunately, what? the guys don't want to, you know what I mean, the, the guys that we work with. So I think my experience is totally, totally different. Mine's a little bit more. So it's two different types of adversity. So I feel like yours is actually worse in a lot of ways. So tell us about just being what it's like to be an, an attractive cis woman in the EMS field. 
Oh, you. You're just full of compliments. Um, so I've been in EMS for nine years. I had my little nine-year anniversary in January. I, uh, I've been a paramedic for almost four years. Um, since I have started EMS, I have noticed as I have moved up, as I've become a basic to a paramedic, and my, I'm not going to say my authority has changed, but maybe my leadership has changed and my responsibility has changed, and I'm, respons- I'm responsible for some people now, I've noticed attitudes have changed. Uh, it's really, it's hard to describe unless... Between I, between being a basic and between being a paramedic? Well, be- between being a basic, between uh, between having... So as a, as a paramedic now, I have authority to delegate tasks. Like if we're on, on scene of it's an emergency. It's pretty great. It's, it's great <laughs> until people say like, oh, you're just a girl. Like I'm going to do what I want. Um, and not to say that always happens. That's a problem. I work with a really great sense. group of people. I really do. We have such a strong system in Plymouth, and this is not about Plymouth at all. But I do notice that as a girl, I feel like I have to prove myself more and more that I am not just a frail little flower, that I don't expect people to lift for me, that I don't expect people to carry my bags for me. And, and I have noticed that if I am delegating orders, that it's not received as well as if my partner did. When people ask questions, they're asking my partner versus me. Even if I'm the senior medic, which I am a lot of the time, I, I have the most experience, they're still asking the man in the truck. Um, and that's something that has bothered me more and more as I'm thinking about it. So your your experience actually actually is a little bit worse. So I can actually, I can tell you that there's a lot of, it either goes one of two ways for me. Either they just dump all the bags and all the equipment on me and expect me to prove myself. Or I have to go out of my way to say, no, no, I can, I can take the stair chair, I can do the bags. Not that they would go to grab it immediately, but there's this sort of awkward pause <laughs> and they might sort of be thinking in their minds, okay, is she gonna is she gonna grab the bag or is she gonna expect us to do it? How much uh, how much of a but that's the that's the problem is that you can see the wheels ticking and you know what they're thinking and usually you can tell it's written all over the faces is how much of a woman is she going to expect us to treat her like in the situation as far as carrying bags and carrying patients? I'm and just that's looking the kind for of vibe quality. I, I just yeah. I don't when it says how much of a woman do you expect us to, to treat her like I just want I have paid my dues I have been doing this I, I don't expect to be treated differently as a woman or a man I am a experienced competent paramedic and uh, it's frustrating <laughs> when you feel like you have to prove still. yeah you've got to prove yourself yeah. all right I'll grab the bag and I'll do the carrying that's fine I'll lift the stretcher that's fine sounds like there are there are a lot of similarities yeah oh yeah I mean I think so, but it we're still it's a still a very male dominated and male driven field. Definitely, absolutely. But even even in 2018. Sure. The, sure. I'm sure if you looked at the actual numbers, the amount of women actually in EMS on working on ambulances across the country. I know it's gotten bigger. I know the number has gotten much bigger, but I don't know what it is. But more and more women join EMS every year. Go get your EMT. Go get your paramedic. Make that number bigger. Make your voice heard. Start with CPR. Everyone take a CPR yes. class. We'll First go from aid, there. CPR, etc. We need more women in the field. We do. Event- yeah. Eventually, I think that uh, the world will be run by women. Hopefully, hopefully. Well, and again, that was not not a dig towards uh, towards Plymouth. We have a great group of people, and we have some right, great no, relationships. Ab- but as as a whole, like most of the people down there. Yeah, as a whole, I think that's I mean, an ongoing working, problem. Just working in public safety in general. Oh yeah, because you work with all different officers have agencies. the same problem. I think. Yeah. Officers, I oh, think wi- female same police officers. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. F- female firefighters. There's more women in e- there's more women in, women in EMS than there are in the fire service and the police service. Unfortunately, I think more women in both would make the situation better on all accounts for everyone. Let's find out. Come on down, guys. Take the police exam. Take the fire exam. Get your EMT. This Public year's civil service needs for more fire. Women. This year is civil is service for fire, so go ahead. If you're ahead. in Massachusetts, I, I don't know what it's like <gasps> for the rest of the rest of the country. I forgot you've got other people watching. Nationwide, girl. Oh, hi, everybody. Nationwide, the internet knows no boundaries. Basically, <gasps> I'm I'm in a mad dash to make this as popular as possible before Xfinity starts charging 
gatekeeper entries for like up and coming projects oh. like this. Okay. With net neutrality being revoked. Yep. Which is another big problem. But, but that's for for a different show because that because 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 we, we could talk about net neutrality for three hours. But let's not. Yeah, and Ajit Pai, whatever his name is, that guy sucks. <laughs> he does. He's he was he did that. Did you see that Star Wars video that he did? I did not. And then no. and then uh, Mark Hamill came out with a response and he said something like, "You know, no Jedi would ever want to censor the internet <laughs> or something clever like that." He's he's a brilliant man. He's an amazing person. He's wonderful. Did so you see he posted on his Instagram? It was uh, a Mark Hamill from like the day he was born till 2018, and I thought I thought it was gonna be a tribute, like he died, and my heart sank and I got nauseous and I I didn't see that. Okay, I started to get really <laughs> upset, but he posted it himself. <laughs> he's alive and kicking. Um, he's a tricky one. He thinks he's funny. well. He d- he was the voice of the Joker for what 15, 20 years. He is the voice of the he, Joker. He, he is the voice. He is the Joker. And that was one of those things where growing up, I was always like, who is that voice? It sounds vaguely familiar and comfortable, but I can't place it. And then in high school, it came out. It all came together. It's Mark Hamill. The Mark Hamill. Yeah, and then he he was in Jay and Silent Bob, infamously. (laughs) And now he's in the new Star Wars series. So, Oh my God, so good. So we've talked about Roller Derby. We've mm-hmm. talked about your life as a paramedic. Now we're going to kick into the hashtag Nerdcast. So it's 5.51. We started 15 minutes late, and I don't believe there's anyone coming in after us. And our producer, although she stepped out, I believe that she has somebody else here until 8. So I think that means we can do the full hour, so long as nobody knocks on the door, and go until 6.10, 6.15. Okay. At least we're going to try to. Same thing as last time. If if they need to throw us out of here, they can throw us out of here. They'll bang on the window or something. Yeah. It's like the old old timey hook. Like if you go on stage, and <laughs> you get the what a terrible performance. Get the hook. Get it. You don't swing it like you used to, man. I love Moana. <laughs> I love Moana. Solid. One of my all time favorite Disney movies. Now, hands down, hands down. I love Moana. It's like whoosh, way up there. Frozen, Moana, and Mulan. Of course. Let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. I sing that at roller derby all the time in practice. That's a great song to sing at roller derby. Ah, oh, Disney. Uh, and Moana has the confident woman walk. Have you seen that gif? No. So they have the uh, the Wonder Woman confident woman walk is when uh-huh. she's walking over the trenches. Yes. In slow motion. Yes. And the internet dubbed that the confident woman walk. And Moana has one too when she's the climax of the movie when she's walking towards Tefiti or Taka, who it is at that point. Spoilers, sorry. Who hasn't seen Moana yet? Come on. Come on. And, and if you haven't, shame on you. Right, shame Where on you. Where have you been? It's on Netflix, guys. So she's walking towards Tefiti and then the waves part and then she does, she's singing the song and like the, the grand finale song and then she does the, she also does the confident woman walk. It's a, rep- a reprise of How Far I'll Go, I think. Yes. Yeah. Not like I've seen the movie a million uh, times. Yeah. A million and one. <clears throat> I have two stepkids that when the movie was at the height of popularity, they'd want to watch it all the time. And they'd be like, oh, okay. And I'd act like it was a big deal. It's not because I would, they'd go back to their mother's house and I would watch it like every day that <laughs> they weren't with us. I'd watch it every day. No, I don't blame you. It's a great movie. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to, I love kids' movies. I forgot to tell you how hot it was in here, by the way. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm like, no, I, f- I figured it out. I figured it out right quick. It, for those of you watching, it is like a sauna in here, and I'm trying so hard not to sweat. That's why I'm, I'm like a bird. <laughs> trying to stay hydrated and trying to trying to trying to zen myself so I don't ruin my makeup from sweat because we're sitting in the hot box. Your makeup looks <laughs> phenomenal, by box. the way. Thank you, thank you. I'm trying not to ruin it. No, it you looks look beautiful good. as always. Mm, is it, is this your natural complexion again? Again. Yes. Okay. No. You, you don't wear makeup, right? Oh, I threw in some powder just because I, I knew That's there was going to be a video. Powder, and I did the, the little eyeliner thing in the car in the mirror. But, yeah, I don't That's wear it? a lot of makeup. No. Look at the camera. Look at how naturally beautiful this girl is. I have to put on so much right. makeup. Trans girl problems. I have to put on so much makeup. Well, not that much. Not that okay. much. Okay, so before you even start complaining, I know you love makeup. 
because we worked a shift together and you took me to Ulta. We had a great trip. Hold on. Why, why is that person posting angry faces? Can you read that? <gasps> That's rude. What's it, what's it say? Why did you... It says, why did you hate lesbians? Huh? I don't it says, why did you hate lesbians? We and love lesbians. A million angry faces and then stop. We're not going to stop. Okay. They're just trolling. Forget that. Let's go back to Ulta. Oh, okay. We don't I was need like, this. I was like, we are totally LGBT inclusive. Totes. Totes my coats. So I know you oh, love maybe, makeup. Maybe maybe we didn't say, maybe, maybe we weren't clear about the roller derby thing when we said... We said all gender. Well, we said, I don't we know. Said I'm pretty sure you were clear when you said it's all inclusive. Yeah. No, they're they're trolling. <laughs> I'm so sad. You're fine. You're okay. We love because, everyone. Because it is. So so it's let fine. me let me reclarify, just in case, just in case this is some sort of a weird, not serious troll, do the Futurama face look. The fry look from Futurama. So yes, roller derby is inclusive to all women. Trans women, non binary women, cis women, and all orientations. Bi, lesbian, straight. And all body types. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. I mean, but we also didn't say straight or bisexual. We just left out the whole orientation. But it's 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 all inclusive. I'm there. I'm straight. Beyond, beyond they trolls. like me okay enough, I guess. It's it's inclusive. Okay. It's if you want to come, come. Moving on. You. Moving the on. End. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Episode eight. Again, why haven't you seen it yet? If if, there, if there's anybody <laughs> that hasn't seen episode eight, yes, I wish I had like a bell to ring or a hammer to strike, like hashtag nerdcast time. So That's even could, worse than Moana. If you haven't seen gonna, episode eight, I'm gonna get the the I'm gonna I'm gonna rewire the easy button from Staples. So, <laughs> so it like so it like blows confetti or something when we sparkles. when we go into sparkles. Yes. So I just. I got distracted by my own pictures of shiny things in my head. There's actually nothing shiny here in the studio I can see, but just the thought of sparkles shiny. and confetti. See, I love Moana. If you guys saw Moana, you'd know what that was from. Yes. Um, so I got distracted by thinking about this easy button just going and just sparkles everywhere. That's a great idea. That's a fantastic idea. Uh, what were we talking about? Star Wars. We'll take off with Star that if this, if this doesn't take off. But I'm really, I'm really, I put all of my time and energy into this podcast and money, so I'm hoping that this. I'm really hoping that this works. Can so we talk Star Wars about Star episode. Wars? Yes, of course we get. Thank you, thank you for can asking. That is a great. We can always talk about Star Wars. We can have a whole show about Star Wars. So we epi- could. episode episode eight. I've been waiting so long. Look at me, I'm like geeking out. I've been waiting so long to talk to you about episode eight. Okay, Whoa. talk to me. Talk to me, Goose. Whoa, hold on. It is really warm in here. Love it or hate it. Love it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, how, I mean, how, come could on. You, how could you hate it? So there is a paramedic that works with us, and we consider him to be our local Star Wars authority. Uh-huh. He's been a fan for his whole life. He's is in his thirties or forties, I think. You know, like I think thirties. He's in his thirties. His name is Mark. I won't say his last name, but he runs his own YouTube channel. You can go check him out at Bacon Medic YouTube. Bacon Medic. Is this the one that has the Star Wars sheets? Yes. <laughs> He's got Star Wars sheets for his bunk at work, guys. He's awesome. Bacon He's so Medic, cool. Bacon Medic has his own YouTube channel where he does. It's called. It's called. Uh, his segment is called Spitter Swallow, and he okay. he tries different like outrageous foods and drinks and beers and craft beers and really terrible beers and really terrible <laughs> food and a lot of super processed foods and then really refined foods. It's actually kind of cool. So Bacon Medic, he is our local Star Wars authority. And, of course, after episode eight came out, there was a lot of division. And he was the first person I talked to. And I said, I said, Mark, what's the deal with the division? Mm-hmm. I, heard that, so I heard that some of the negative reviews are from Russian bots, which I'll believe it. Fake news. <laughs> Fake news. Fake news. Who and needs I said, it? I said, love it or hate it. And he gave me possibly the best response. He said, he said, it's a fantastic movie. It's a great Star Wars movie. The only people that are talking smack about this movie are your typical basement dwellers who have nothing better to do with their lives. The neck and beards. Then thrive on fanboy nostalgia. And I was like, well, what they're what they're seeing, what these these I'm grouping them all together now. What these people are seeing is basically the decimation of their childhood hero. This there there was such a binary black Which and is white good also and debatable evil. because I loved what he did. Yeah, and at, at but without him. without even going too much into it. I think that there was a breakdown of this this pedestal they had him on, which again I think it was awesome what he did. Right. But basically, it was just no a tantrum. No heroes are perfect. Which is exactly what this was about. <laughs> didn't 
didn't Mark Hamill say that he also objected at first, but after he saw the finished product, he was like, okay. Yeah, he he definitely had some isn't, concerns. Isn't that what happened? I yeah. Uh, it was in one of the one of the press junkets. He he did right. say that. Uh but hey, even he likes it now. Right. So looking I and we can I'm gonna try to confirm this later, but I'm ninety nine percent sure that right, I someone read someone said hi. How are you Who girls? Uh I can't see because I even though I have my glasses on. Hold on. Hello person that just came in. Magda Shaker. Yes, I can see you. Hi. Hello. Hello. Okay, sorry. Back to Star Wars. So, where were we? Uh, yes. Okay. So yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that he said after, after the release that mm-hmm. he saw what was happening and that he understood the greater vision, and that he liked it. And please correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he said something along those lines. And hopefully, and that that's what I'm going with because, and I agree. There was a lot of there was a lot of topics and debate for division with his what he did to Kylo Ren well before to Ben Ben Solo before Ben Solo became Kylo Ren actually turning on the lightsaber but it's this is 2018 people are finally starting to admit to themselves not only in real lives but also in pop culture that heroes are not perfect and that there's no such thing as a true hero and I think that that's part of what the director was trying to get across to the audience you cannot have these people in your head as black and white this as is pure not going evil, to go the way you good. think right and, and you everything s- is a gray area there's no perfect heroes and, and i think that like i said before they had they had these heroes these childhood heroes on a pedestal and to take that away probably didn't feel too great so i think uh, between that and hearing that they didn't like the it's like strong Bacon medic said strong female fanboys <laughs> these strong female characters too Yes. Leia as a general, okay. You had you had Ray, uh, really stepping up, and, and I don't know. Does that intimidate people? Does that threaten people that they maybe not having a male lead? I'm not sure. What do you, what do you guys think? And I loved what was the um, the general's name that took over for Leia. Oh, don't do this to me. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. I love I loved her purple hair, and for for some reason for Are we some reason. Spoil it? There was oh yeah this this is a spoiler discussion if yeah. you don't want if Just you don't want sure. the last Jedi spoilers get out now. Just making sure. But you should have already seen it by now. Come on, people, that's what we talked about before. I should have watched it again before to, I came are here. Are you going to be on that? So on the Joe Rogan Experience, they have they have a guy. I forget his name, but he is exactly does exactly this job. Anytime somebody has a question to confirm, he googles it and brings it up within seconds. I'm working on it. I know that's another person that people have had hot and cold feelings about, but. I like it. He said some things that I didn't like before, but he said some things I really like. But yeah, they have a guy that's paid to just Google things so people can confirm it. And her yeah. name's on the on the tip of my on the tip of my tongue too. But did we'll you get go it? back. No, I just, I gave up. I got all anxious looking down so at my there, phone and talking. There was an actual debate about the purple hair. What What's the debate? Haldo, General Haldo, right? Was she, Was she a general or a captain? I don't general, think right? I don't think she was a general. I think no. Leia was a general. Maybe. Vice, ad- Vice Admiral, maybe? <laughs> now we're just throwing in there. See if, uh, check the You Now feed, see if anybody actually gave her the You Now. What, what is Haldo's official title in Star Wars? Is it Vice Admiral? You Now, we're talking right to you. Come on, You Now. Don't let Come us on, down. Come on, You Now, you can Don't do it. Don't let us down. I'll try to look to again. Is it, is it Vice Admiral Haldo? Is it Admiral Haldo? Captain Haldo? Regardless, she was an incredible character. I loved that character. And Laura Dern crushed it at that role. And seeing my one of my favorite childhood actresses from Jurassic Park mm. come back to play in Star Wars, oh my God. <laughs> Whoa. I'm looking. Whoa. It was pretty cool. The one thing that I thought was funny that people talked about with this movie was that bombs can't fall in space. But right, so in 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 the very in the very beginning scene, we have the bomber, which it just is an says officer. Sorry to interrupt. It just says officer uh, okay. when I'm on the the wiki. We'll go with vice admiral for now. Vice admiral, yes, yes, yes. Oh gosh, what a right. nerd! Look I love that. it. Just pulled that one right out. So in the beginning of Star Wars Episode Eight, the scene where they drop the bombs from the bomber, one of the first criticisms I heard, and why a lot of people who try to debunk uh, positive reviews of movies. Mm-hmm. The first thing that they mentioned was that bombs can't fall in space because gravity, because science. Gravity. So, <laughs> right. Sure. So what, what, 
I envision is that these bombs actually have a secondary propulsion system. Propulsion, yeah. Or some form of or some form of dark matter that allows them. So you can you can explain. I'm sure that you can explain it scientifically, in some way. But I mean, why even go into why even go into like dark matter and that that crazy stuff when you could just say, yeah, there's a little bit of propulsion, and there you go. Now the bombs are going. A straight right. line. I'm, I'm positive that there is some scientific explanation as to being able to have bombs, ser- spherical bombs, fall somehow in space. There has to be some sort of an explanation. All to right, that. nerds, do it for us. Yes, let's find out. Nerdcast listeners, get on that ish. Get on that and get back to us. You have a question. I'm also Aaron. wearing Turtle Beach headphones, by the way. Ooh, questions. I love questions. It says what? Sometimes type they're from trolls, but no, no, I, I don't think this one is. What type of L? LGBT are you? I'm trans. I'm a transgender woman. I've been out for since November of not that long. 2016. 16. I came out as actually I came out as questioning to only a few friends in 2014, but I came out as trans in 2016. It was a long journey. Uh, I've actually been on officially on hormones now for three months. Three Yay. months tomorrow. Yay! Uh, so HRT since. Um, I have to cut it's out that arm. Instagram. I can't believe I did that. What? I can't believe I just ummed. Oh, gosh. Shame on me. HRT since 11 2017 mm-hmm. I just kicked you. I'm sorry. I'm used to getting hit. That's right. Roller derby. Roller derby. So, yes. Uh, transgender woman hosting the ESP Aaron Spencer podcast. I guess that's the that's where everything sort of ties in. Was there a follow-up question for that? or? Uh, no. Someone just said bye. Oh, okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for thanks for joining us. I love the trans community. I love the LGBT community. Most of my interactions with the larger community have been actually. There's a lot of LGBT people that work for the ambulance company that we work for. I think there's. So I've had a lot of. Yeah. I've had a lot of really good friends. I have a lot of really good friends that I consider to be friends that work for the same ambulance company that we work for, that are lesbians. I have a lot of really good friends and one best friend that is gay. I myself would be considered. I guess, which was kind of weird when I first heard about this, but in the trans community, I am a heteroflexible trans woman, meaning that I'm mostly attracted, as a trans woman, I'm mostly attracted to men, but also casually interested in women. Just cash, though. Right. Just, eh, you know. In certain, certain sure. aspects. But so heteroflexible was, was the word that somebody introduced to me. Okay. Actually, Jordan was the one that told me about that, so. Jordan, your last guest. Yes. Your yes, first guest. guest. She was the one that explained uh, that explained heteroflexibility and sexuality of trans women to me. So thank you, Jordan, for clearing that up. Good. But when I was when I was in the closet, people would just call me gay. <laughs> and I said, Yeah, but there's something else missing and it was mm. it was the whole woman part. So And here we are. Yes, on this couple fi- months into t- I actually I was looking at Jordan was telling me about uh, intersex and about intersex people and I actually want to get tested for that because I've been doing well on the hormones. So we will get back to you. On that, and that that just basically means that you. Because I'm, I'm not were, aware of what that is. Right. Intersex, as far as I know, means that you were born with different stages of completion of both genitalia. Okay. So it might be hidden under the surface of the skin, but whether you're a trans man or a trans woman, mm-hmm. the HRT or the TRT will actually be very, very successful, more successful than it is for other trans women if you are intersex. Interesting. And that's that's how. I that's how it was explained to me by somebody that was reliable. I'm going to do my own uh, research on that before I get tested. But so I don't hear there's a lot of interesting, interesting things that you can discuss with the LGBT community. LGBTQIA. I I don't hear so much about intersex. Um, it's just not something I I've run into or heard people talk about. Do you think that's more common than people know, or perceive it? I don't. I don't think so. I think I think the intersex topic, I know that it's a hot button issue and I know that a lot of people have been debating it on social media, mm-hmm. even within the LGBT community and even in the greater social justice community. It's been debated on and off for the past few years. I guess we'll stay tuned for that. Yes. So it's there is definitely a lot of interesting talk and a lot of interesting research and a lot of interesting speculation and a lot of interesting personal stories surrounding the the I that was officially attached to LGBTQIA, the intersex. So there's definitely a lot of reading material out there and a lot of great stories that you can find from people. So how are we doing on questions? Any questions over there? Uh, I don't see any questions, but I do have kind of a, 
I apparently I'm not that great at segues, but gender fluidity, the doctor, and Missy and the master. If we go to Doctor Who, we have a new doctor. Yes, we yes, have a new do. doctor, guys, and she's a girl. Um, are you I excited? Be more excited about it. This is this is the most excited I have been for a Doctor Who season since I first started binge watching the series in 2013. So <laughs> I'm really excited. This so is yeah, this is the most I've ever been. You excited. saw the regeneration, right? You saw Capaldi. I haven't started. It's just that's that the series new, hasn't started. The si- there was just but like they already did the regeneration. They did the regeneration. Okay. I think it was the Christmas special. I it uh, it always is now. It, it's uh, it's always it the Christmas it's a special, thing which, now. which I like. I like. I well, it's really doing that. no. Here's the thing. It's bittersweet. I could take it or leave it because you want to be Capaldi. all like, nostalgic and with family on Christmas. You're all happy, and then your doctor dies. <laughs> Guys, yeah. maybe that's a glass half empty way of thinking about it. Is Stephen it. Moffat still in control? Moffat. Moffat. Just to go back though, if you watch The Regeneration, I swear, I promise you, you're going to get goosebumps. The hairs on your arm will stand up. You're going to get a little that little like little feeling in your belly going, I'm really oh excited. my. Oh my. So it's uh, I think it's a five minute clip of The Regeneration from Capaldi. To Jody, and uh, you, you need to I'm see so it excited. when we I go w- off. When we go off the air. So is is there any way for me or for our listeners and viewers to find the Christmas episode? Because we're in February now. We are. Usually, sometimes they include it in the last season uh, on Netflix, but sometimes they release it as a Christmas special. Sometimes they release it like midsummer, depending on right. what kind of mood BBC is in. <laughs> That's a very good question. I found the regeneration itself it? on YouTube. Okay. Just the regeneration. Uh, I'm going to be honest. The show itself went live on Christmas Day? Yes? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Christmas Day evening. Um, so I don't know where you can get the full episode right now. I'm sorry. That's okay. Failed have you, you ever been to PAX? I have not been to PAX <gasps> and PAX is coming up and so is Anime Boston. Have you been to Anime Boston before? I have not been to Anime Boston. Anime Boston is my big one, but you tell us about PAX because oh you're our goodness. guest. Oh, thank you. Um, so we'll talk more about Anime Boston PAX later. East. We got about eight minutes left. I'll talk really fast. PAX East no, that's fine. You can. is a convention that was um, organized by the creators of Penny Arcade, which is a comic strip online. And it is in its very essence, a gaming convention. It is not just video games and not just board games, but it is a beautiful hybrid bastard child of the both of them. It has panels, kind of like Comic-Con, that are about video games, video gaming. They actually have a really heavy focus, uh, several panels about uh, diversity and inclusiveness in gaming. Uh, That's really, uh, so this will be my fourth packs coming up. I've really seen that increase in popularity over the last two to three years. Um, you've got lines going around the door now uh, for those those I kinds know it's of panels. really popular. Oh yeah. But an, anim, anime Boston is my thing. That is that is my jam, and they're usually back to back weekends. I can never take that much time off of work. It's I can a lot or sometimes of money. they're on the same weekend. It's a lot of money. Shell it out. And I prefer my anime cosplays. I still haven't decided on cosplays because I also want to buy a Switch and my it's money's coming up. Dead. Yeah. Well, I, I have I have everything in three different shopping carts, and I don't know if I want to buy one, two, three, and then maybe get a Switch sometime down the line, but we talk about nerd stuff on the podcast, so it's important for me to be as diverse as possible. I know everyone that has seen me before knows that I'm a PlayStation girl, but I kind of want to get into everything, but I'm also huge on Japanese culture. I've been to the country, and went for a week and a half. Everything from Japan I love, so Nintendo, yeah, Nintendo Switch. It's a staple, Switch. Nintendo, yeah. absolutely. So, so that's basically packs in a nutshell is you have vendors for video games, you have uh, developers, then you have a whole other part of board games. You like video games more, packs I think is the one for you, but it sells out like almost immediately. And right? again, board, but board like games too, like three hundreds of people days. playing Dungeons and Dragons, hundreds that's of That's something that does carry over to Anime Boston. Anime Boston does have a video game element. Yeah. But it's more it's more anime focused, which anime is making Japan is making the biggest comeback in the past ten or fifteen years. It is just absolutely incredible. Anime, you mean video a pop games, culture or everything, everything. Really? Music, gaming, culture, anime, everything is making a huge resurgence. Now there was a period of about ten years, the PS three era, the end of the PS two area area era into 
that dark time we call the Xbox decade. <laughs> I had the, the, I had the had Xbox PS3. decade of, of, of bro culture. I just I just bought a PS3 so I could play the Metal Gear Solid Legacy Collection. Oh, beautiful. I uh I think I think we're gonna try and hold on to it again soon. <laughs> until uh, until or at least until we finish talking about everything we want to talk about. I'm gonna have to go home soon. <laughs> I have dogs that miss me. Oh that's right, you do. You have adorable puppies. Uh, one is Quill after Peter Quill of Guardians of the Galaxy. The other Fantastic. one is Dane, Fantastic. which is uh the name of the war dwarf from Battle of the Seven Armies, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. The Hobbit the Hobbit trilogy, not the real. Lord so, what cosplays have you done? Oh gosh, that. Uh, I know we're like sort of. I know rapid fire, flip flopping, but this is what it's like to be on the nerdcast. Oh, cool. No, no, no. We actually, I think, I think we got time because nobody's nobody's came in yet. So, I think we have enough time to, or enough time. However much time you have, we have time to finish the last few topics here. So I think I'll probably give it until eighteen twenty, if that's okay with you. It's eighteen sixteen right now. Um, so cosplays. I've been very Doctor Who centric. Uh, I've cosplayed Rose from the the empty child episode where he goes are you my mommy uh which (laughs) is so scary i love her and that was a pretty creepy episode oh yeah it was actually scary it was great so i cosplayed rose when she's got her little union jack shirt and a little leather jacket over it and I did my hair. I made sure it was, it was blonde, blonde. an amazing cosplay. Oh, thank you. And that's the cosplay I was wearing when I met John Barrowman. Which was going to be my next topic. <laughs> you be. I can't believe you met John Barrowman. I'm so oh jealous. God, he's beautiful. Handsome slice of man candy. I just wish. Can I say this? I'm going to say it. I wish I grabbed his butt. He was asking people. He was like, hey, do you want to touch it? I'm like. He was asking people yes. and you didn't grab his butt? I, I basically whited out, guys. Wrong with you? Everything went kind of white from the corners of my vision in. <sighs> I don't know if I was having like a nerd well, That was like me when I, when I met Johnny Boychuck from the Bruins. Same exactly. Thing. Yeah. yeah. You just, you get so clouded of just, oh my God, this is happening. Lady Gaga has a song about that called Starstruck. Oh, I don't think I've heard it. But now I will on the way home. Bubblegum candy. Bubblegum pop. I should say. Uh, he is he's a delicious man, Can't and he's so nice. Yes, he just gathered me in his arms, and he said, oh, come here, Rose, because I was just, uh, I didn't even know what to say. He I actually, he looks better as a man, though. I, I, I've seen I've seen his drag. He does drag. But you've seen his legs, right? Yeah, but oh. he's much better as a man. But He is just a beautiful handsome. person, regardless. Yes, he's a he is, beautiful, beautiful specimen. Person. We are John Barrowman fangirls here. This this is like this is like one of the official John Barrowman fangirls club. Yeah, you guys can all join. Official, unofficial. Yeah, jump on the bandwagon. So that's what I was wearing for that. I also cosplayed as River Song, and I'm looking for Did ideas really? for packs. Yeah, show me some photos of that. I totally will. Since so we go off, air. are you going to packs this year? I do have a Friday and a Saturday pass. <gasps> You're officially going. Woo-hoo! Send me lots of. Fo- okay, it's your job to. You're going to be my correspondent. I'm on for it. Packs. I got this. Polly Trauma is going to be our official PAX correspondent for the ESP Aaron Spencer podcast. Going undercover show. as a gamer girl. I'm gonna. I'm, in I'm a gonna, world. I'm gonna put you on the non-existent payroll. <laughs> do you watch Sherlock? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, if That's you're a Doctor too. Who fan, then I'm off it. Hater than hashtag Hulock. Hulock, yes. Who doesn't watch Sherlock? I just realized I like lifted up my notes. Uh, do you guys, I, we have about a minute, a minute and a half left. Do you guys have any questions for, for me or for Aaron? I, I think. I have, I have two more questions for you. Oh, please. Did you see the solo trailer? Yes. First impressions. First impressions. Chills. Go. Yes. Chills. Especially when, oh, and I, I've met, I've also met Childish Gambino mm-hmm. when he did his Because the Internet campaign. Heavy breathing. <sighs> oh, my goodness. When I saw Lando Calrissian. As Donald Glover in that felt, the, the whatever it was, the velvet suit with like the the fur, and the the purple and the sparks flying behind him. I was just like, you know, he's a legitimate nerd, scene. right? Yeah, he's he is such a lover a of nerd culture and Star Wars and all that stuff. I remember he um big big advocate for Firefly and Serenity. I don't know if you've been ever been into that, but that's a that's a nice facet of nerdum too. But I think solo. I think solo is going to be good because they wouldn't have scrapped the whole thing and redid it as quickly as possible with oversight from Kathleen Kennedy and Disney. If they so, even though they had to scrap the first half of the original product, I think that with the Disney intervention, I think I have enough faith in Disney 
that it's going to be good. And speaking of Kathleen Kennedy, Maybe what a force she is. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. She's Talk one of my heroes. Powerful, strong women. And she's in the background. Think of everything she's been involved in. I mean, Jurassic Park, E.T., just she's incredible and i think she is strong powerful women yes. don't always get in front of the camera work sometimes they're off to the side sometimes behind the camera filming but sometimes they're off to the side in these powerful sometimes positions. there's no camera at all and they're right. still pr- strong and powerful so, so last yeah. last question Please. and we actually we got through all of our nerdcast topics today i'm <sighs> so excited we fixed the microphones we've limited our ums <laughs> and um. we've gotten all the way to the end all right, hit with me. actually hitting all our topics what do you got? Kenobi, yes or no? Is it is it coming? Is it real? Is Kenobi real? I don't think it's happening. What? I don't think it is. Why? This is a yes or no question. I didn't prepare for more. <laughs> yes or no? No. Why? I don't think we have time for that. <laughs> I just, I'm, I would like I'm it. I'm being, not cautiously, I'm being totally carefree about this. I'm letting myself believe Letting myself believe okay. and hoping on hope. So I'm yes, going to revise Kenobi. my answer then. Kenobi is yes, Aaron. Kenobi is a thing. There you go. One what if they hope. brought back Sir Alec Guinness? What if they were able to do a CGI kind of thing? Because they're getting better and for better like at a, that. For like a time lapse at the end? Yeah. I, just wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them. Just for, you know, a little nostalgia at the end. But I but I want to see you and McGregor actually act as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm. Yeah, Kenobi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as Obi-Wan yep. Kenobi in a movie that he actually is excited about. Because I feel like I feel like in episode two and three, I feel there was this. I feel like he gave up. <laughs> that's that's the acting feel that I was getting. I would love for them to expand on the story. And do I think there's money in it? Yes, I think that people, the entire canon Star Wars universe, there's always going to be money to it. In it, there's always going to be people flocking towards it. Um, whether that or not they expand on that story right now, I don't know. But I think if you're going to make a Star Wars story, there are people who are going to go watch it. Because we love Star Wars. I actually did the fade right this time. I'm really proud of myself. Episode 2 is going to be so much better. I'm sorry, Jordan. (laughs) Jordan was the test subject. I'm sorry. So. Thank you, Jordan. If anyone recognizes this music... Metal Gear Survive is being released today to much debate. I'm going to play it. I ordered my MSF, my women's MSF shirt, but it didn't come in for the damn show. But you look marvelous in this Doctor Who sweater. Thank you. A little TARDIS. It can go with that bag you got me. I love you so much for getting me that bag. You're very welcome. Bigger on the inside. That being said, I'm going to go pick up my copy of Metal Gear Survive because, you know what? I'm going to play it because everyone that's played it said it's an amazing game. And you know what? I love the big boss arc. I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to play it. But I'm also going to play Death Stranding. I'm also playing Death Stranding. So I'm playing both, okay? Credit where credit's due. What they did to Kojima was terrible, but... I can't let big boss down. Come on. So my thought was the mother base soldiers in Metal Gear Solid Five. why are they wandering around like, like they just came back from another dimension? Oh. <laughs> I think they're going to... I think they're going to fill in that gap of time. Do you you have any idea what I'm talking about? No, I'm just looking at my own funny faces and laughing at myself. So you're doing great, though. Thank you. So Metal Gear Survive comes out today, but it's terrible. I apologize for promoting it. I'm hoping it's not terrible. I'm obviously going to play Death Stranding. Everybody relax, okay? Relax. I'm playing both. Relax. She's playing both. So, yeah. ESP002, Hannah McCabe. That's me. Cape Cod Roller Derby. Go play Roller Derby, Trauma. And soon to announce my burlesque name. Yes. Possibly Rosemary. Possibly Rosemary. It's in the running. We'll see. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on the show. Anything else you want to add before we mute our microphones? Oh, gosh. Nope. I got nothing. All right. ESP002. That's a wrap. Thank you, Fall River. Thank you, FRC Media Radio. And when I say that, I just sort of talk up, look up at the sky because the radio, the radio signals are everywhere. They're everywhere. Thank you, Aaron. And thank you for our You Now audience. We're actually going to be so You Now stays on, so they get to see the chaos before and they get to see the chaos after the show. The breakdown. Yes. 
So perfect music to end on. Thank you for all of our viewers. Thank you for our listeners. ESP002, stay tuned in two weeks because we're a bi-weekly show. Next week, we are going to have our VR specialist and Ooh. indie gamer, Sam Francis, on to talk about next podcast, 003, is going to be exclusively gaming. It's going to be an entire show about gaming. Indie games, AAA games, mainstream games, controversy. That's going to be the hardest of the hardcore nerdcast shows that we've had so far. So stay tuned. The exact date is, and it's on our website as well if you want to look at the calendar, Tuesday, March 6th is our next show with Sam Francis. We're going to talk VR, indie gaming, mainstream gaming, AAA gaming, everything. All the new titles, Monster Hunter World, Ooh. Star Wars Battlefront, the controversy with that game, Battle Destiny 2. 2. Battlefront 2, the controversy with that game, the controversy with EA, Destiny 2, the controversy with Bungie, Bungie Persona 5, Neo, Blizzard. We're going to talk about it all. Konami, You're going to talk about Blizzard? Yeah. Oh, man. Did I tell you I'm recovering? And, of course, Konami. Yes, recovering well. I'm re recovering from well. A couple years clean, guys. That's all right. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Go That's on. all right. That's all right. No, uh, we're done. ESP002. That's a wrap. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, my lovely unicorns, for returning. Thanks, guys. We will see y'all next time.